Political Podcast. At some point you look around, and you're the only one. I mean, it's pretty good. And just like that, the perspective shifts. Paging Bobby Winsler to the microphone. On in three, two... Welcome in, coming to you from the Concurrent Media Network in the heart of Citrus County. However you're making us part of your day, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, through the Concurrent website, or the Concurrent mobile app, we are just so glad you're joining us. Today's show brought to you by the Concurrent, your newest outlet for Citrus County opinion-based news. Check out the Concurrent, read, listen, watch, discuss at theconcurrent.com. Welcome to the conversation. Today's show, once again, brought to you by yours truly. Uh, I started writing these columns. Let, let's rewind a bit and take you through a timeline. I started writing these columns twice a week, 750 words every Thursday and Sunday, the first week of February. We're going to go by months. That was February. We started the columns. We went live with a website in March, and then the audio followed in April. And these podcasts began May, uh, in May. June saw the launch of the mobile app, and now it's official. It took a little bit longer. If you've been reading, you know why with the snags we hit along the way, but it's official. July has seen the launch of the print copies. Next month, and next month, it's, it's the official launch time for the publication as a whole. Now, uh, we've pushed it back two weeks. We're now targeting August 14th instead of the first, but it's still looking like a go. Uh, the next steps, just to fill you in on what the mission of this publication is, is to find some distribution points for these print versions and to continue to build on what has already been growing. Uh, and it's a testament to that growth because of uh, the way that the audience has not just grown, but stuck with us. The columns especially have audience spikes. If it's a really good topic or if uh, it's a slow weekend and people have more time to read, they'll fluctuate in their readership. These podcasts, though, these podcasts are near and dear to me because once they started in May, we, we retained a small audience. And then even though that audience grows, it's never slipped beyond what the first show was. Uh, and it wasn't zero, if that's what you're thinking. So thank you to all of those who have been here since the beginning and who have stuck with us through it all. The numbers speak for themselves, and I'm blown away uh, how awesome you are and can't express my gratitude. There was no Board of County Commission meeting today or at all this week. Uh, there is an Inverness City Council meeting later on this evening. Uh, they were mentioned, the Inverness City Council was, in the column that I wrote on Sunday. So let's start there. My favorite comic is Bo Burnham, stand-up comedian. He's younger than me uh, by about a year, 31 years old. and he's But he's been an active YouTube star since he was 16. He did his first Comedy Central special when he was 19 in 2009. And he mixes muser, music excuse me, with sarcastic humor. One of my favorite lines of his from that 2009 special, he says, people call me a young comic, and I hate that term, you know? 
I prefer Prodigy. And that's the sarcasm coming through. But he also does songs. He plays piano and guitar. And while singing the opening number of that 2009 comedy special, he has a line in the song that's called What's Funny. And the line goes like this. If you're a musical comic, just give him a weird voice inflection, then pop a Viagra and slap him with a rock-hard misdirection. The punchline here is what linguistic academics call an autological word, or a word that expresses a property it also possesses. A word, autological word, a word that expresses a property it also possesses. So let's go back to Bo Burnham's joke. The line about popping a Viagra, along with the rhyming antecedent of inflection, has primed our brains to predict the next word that's coming. So when we're met with a different word, misdirection is the joke. But since it's also misdirection to get you to the punchline, misdirection in this case is autological because it possesses the qualities of misdirecting our minds. There are very few autological words, but some other examples uh, do exist, such as English, which is the English version of that word, as opposed to like anglais or something in a different language. Uh, polysyllabic, which means of more than one syllable, and indeed polysyllabic is five. Even the word noun is a noun. Most words, though, are heterological, which means they don't possess their own meaning. After all that talk on audience retention, now I'm down a rabbit hole here, so let me pull it back. Both this podcast topics today are going to be on misdirection, but to understand why I think these topics deal in misdirection it requires an extraordinary amount of nuanced thought. This won't be, mercifully, as boring as distinguishing between autological and heterological words, but it will be less entertaining than I typically like to reach for with these shows. However, it's directly because of the high audience retention that I think you're up to the mental challenge. So are you ready? Me too. The column I wrote on Sunday was about the attempted annexation of the New Horizon property owned by local Inverness attorney John Eden from the county into the city of Inverness. The issue at hand was a 200-plus acre RV park called New Horizon that John Eden wanted to be incorporated into the city. The park sits on Lake Spivey, which does connect to the city roughly a mile away via the water, but the area would otherwise be surrounded by county property on its other three sides. Because of this, Circuit Judge Peter Brigham concluded earlier this month after roughly a two-year-old lawsuit by the county to block the city from absorbing the property that the property had no right to be annexed. I can't, for the life of me, remember what the event was, but I remember sitting next, next to Judge Brigham at something many years ago now. And even if I can't remember the event itself, the company was memorable because he is just one of those people who you can tell is the smartest guy in the room 
without a hint of ego from him about it. I don't know him outside of that one event, though, and that was years ago. Also, I have had maybe one or two conversations at events with John Eden. I don't know him well at all uh, either. He comes across to me as more eccentric than Judge Brigham, but certainly no less intellectual. Uh, There's absolutely no doubting the um, sheer intellectual prowess there. So I feel a little guilty even talking about this when I'm out of my league when it comes to the amount of brain power at play that's been involved in this for two years on all sides. It's not just me talking about it, though. And it's not just me who seemed surprised with the court outcome. Here's a quote. Quote, They, meaning the Inverness City Council, disagreed with the judge. End quote. That was a Chronicle report on July 7th. And again, in a Chronicle editorial on July 12th, Quote, the judge's ruling is certainly interesting and one we didn't think would happen, end quote. So just from those two quotes, the Inverness City Council and the Chronicle editorial staff both agree it was a possibility, if not a probability, that a ruling could break in favor of the business owner, Mr. Eden. The city has already voted not to appeal it, but... I believe, I'm not entirely sure on this, but I believe they could change their mind within a 30-day window. In fact, when they voted to allow the annex for the first time in 2019, they did vote on it twice. They voted initially, and then they re-voted on it later on, which allowed an additional piece of support evidence from a consultant to be introduced into the public record. So there's even precedent for voting twice on this issue. I, I said earlier that all of this is about misdirection. So here's the way that we're being misled now. The reasoning behind not challenging it appears to be so relationships between the city and the county can improve. On July 7th, the Chronicle wrote, quote, the decision not to appeal the ruling comes as city officials try to mend a many years long damaged relationship with county government, end quote. Again, on July 12th, the Chronicle editorial repeated these claims, saying, quote, The city, while not agreeing with the decision, is doing the right thing and moving on. That's a good thing, considering the better relationship it has now with the county, end quote. The misdirection is keeping the focus on the intergovernmental relationship. And it's a weird thing to do considering the entire lawsuit was about a business entity's relationship with the county and not at all about the city's relationship with the county. Also, this fact couldn't factor into the judge's decision, so it, it wouldn't affect this outcome. But there are two really good reasons to let this annexation happen, and both reasons cause us to see past this misdirection and keep the focus where it should be. This whole lawsuit is about how governments can serve their constituents better. After all, it was a failure of the county's relationship with the constituent that led to the annexation attempt. If the focus stays to serve constituents better, then two things that I didn't have room to include in my column, but I do want to mention now become abundantly clear. 
The first is the additional reach of the city around the lake would expand the area the Inverness Fire Department reaches and provide more resources uh, and oversight in IFD's collaboration with the county's fire services to reach more people quicker, better government service. The second, and this one is even more important, is that it would open up the opportunity to run the city sewer through some areas of the county that are low-lying near bodies of water. This would open up the possibility of a partnership to get people off septic in areas of high risk to our natural lake resources. You know, a project so important that the county voted to allocate up to $3 million to provide subsidies for a member of the commission and their families to do so on the west side of the county. Don't let this, it's time to move on and repair our relationship narrative, distract you from what government is there to do. Constituent services should come first. And there are three reasons, from Mr. Eden wanting the annexation, to the IFD expansion, to the potential septic to sewer, that would help numerous residents. And that is now not only even being considered... It's also being cheered that it won't happen so that two governments can get along. Inverness, you're 102 years old, and the county is 134 years old. You're grown up enough to get through this without needing to sacrifice constituent services in the name of government couples therapy. Be among the first to advertise with the Citrus County Concurrent. We offer a variety of ways to reach your next customer, including website graphics, audio reads, and even traditional print advertising. As you've seen, get in early, lock in your rate, even as our audience continues to grow. Special consideration for donation spots given to nonprofits as well. Contact advertising at yourconcurrent.com. For more information, that's advertising at yourconcurrent.com to learn more. My bad, I forgot to give you the getting to topic two, but first in there. So, I'll include it here. Getting to topic two right now we've talked autological words i've thrown in some septic to sewer it's almost hard to believe i don't top the national charts with such relatable and easy to understand topics like these but remember our main topic today is misdirection that brings us to the sound off section of the chronicle but before I get too far into that, I, I want to talk about what the role of the concurrent is meant to be. The concurrent is not now, nor will it ever be a newspaper. It is a multimedia editorial outlet. I get that all of this sounds like semantics, but remember, I opened the show today with like two and a half minutes explaining the principles of linguistic academia. So I'm someone who takes subtle distinctions in language very seriously. When I first came up with the idea for the concurrent, it was going to be a newsletter form about news stories when dark money gets involved in local politics. It was part of an advocacy organization I've built the framework for called the West Central Alliance a statewide group dedicated to keeping untraceable political committee money out of county and city elections. Let me slow that down. WCA wasn't for sweeping campaign finance reform or to even defeat dark money at the state level. Uh, 
It was specifically calling attention to when untraceable financial influence, usually from the state level, meddled into affairs at the county and city levels. Why do I care about this? Because I went up against about $50,000 of it in the last election cycle. That's right. Roughly $50,000 of untraceable committee money was spent in citrus elections last cycle, with roughly 30000 of it coming in support of Ruthie Schlebaugh's commission run and 20000 of it using going against the re-election of Sheriff Mike Prendergast. I can hear you reaching for your mouse now or your phone to turn me off. Oh, this guy's just bitter because some people supported candidates other than the ones he represented, and he just can't let it go. Eh, maybe that's some of it, but it's a very narrow-minded way of seeing it. I wrote at the time that dark money is the political equivalent of cyberbullying that needs to be taken seriously. Whereas bullying has been around since the beginning of human interaction, cyberbullying became something new because the keyboard allowed either full anonymity or a degree of anonymity through an electronic wall and because of the nonstop reach online interaction gets in our lives. Kids used to be bullied in the sandbox, but now that extends to their inbox. Political committee money is the same way, because it's hard or impossible to tell where the money comes from, providing anonymity, just like a fake social media account. And the frequency with which you can pay for the political messages, since committees, unlike campaigns, don't have contribution limits, means the public will get pestered with these anonymously funded messages to no end. It's not hard to see that that's a dark road to go down, one that's now creeping into our local politics, including right here in Citrus County. I view my role as a political consultant to try to stop it. This is why I started the West Central Alliance and what the concurrent was originally going to be about. The sound-off section of the Chronicle has a lot of similarities to journalism that the committee money has to politics. It's anonymous, but it makes monies for the or it makes money for those who act as the messenger. Sunday's Chronicle had over a full page worth of sound offs, including misinformation about the sheriff's office published for the second straight weekend. I see how much money I could make if I embraced political committee spending, yet I am going to spend the rest of my political career advocating against it. The Chronicle sees how much money they make off publishing sound offs, which has some of the same deleterious effects and they're growing it. It honestly makes me sick to my stomach. This is the most blatant ongoing example of how the Chronicle uses all the community goodwill it builds up, and it earns it because its community coverage is incredible. But it uses it as misdirection to perpetuate utter nonsense like the sound off section that is so harmful to our county. I'll end on a final autological word, numberless. 
which in fact does not contain any numbers. I'll use it in a sentence. The reasons why the Chronicle should stop publishing the sound off are numberless. That's all from the Bobby Winsler Show. Follow The Concurrent on social media for the latest updates, including our print edition, and we'll be back next Tuesday at noon. If you want to join this conversation, find us on social, The Concurrent Facebook or Twitter. Go to The Concurrent website or mobile app. Post on our discussion boards. Today's episode is brought to you by us. See you next week.